Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for seeing. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing and following. It's Justin Hahnemann, the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas. Today, Sundial Foods is on. Their co-founder, Jessica Schwabach, is here. I can't even wait. You guys are going to love Jessica and her story. I was looking forward to it for the last couple of weeks, um, and I'm just glad the day has arrived. So, Jessica, it's so great to have you on the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. <laughs> you're supposed to say thank you. I love it, and I'm glad you're here. Uh, so great to meet you. So great to connect with you. Um, excited to hear about Sundial Foods and your background. Um, Let's do this, though. For the, our audience that may not know you, how about share a little bit of your story that led up to uh, launching Sundial? Yeah, that sounds great. So I'm Jessica. I'm the CEO and one of the two co-founders of Sundial Foods. I met my co-founder, Suwan, in a class at UC Berkeley in 2019. So I was actually an undergraduate student studying molecular and cell biology at Cal, hoping to go to med school. Obviously, that didn't really happen. Uh, my co-founder, Suwan, was finishing up a PhD in plant and microbial biology. And we ended up working on a school project together where we got really carried away and founded the company the following summer. <laughs> that was so easy and so fast. Um, wait, so you, you got to dive in deeper for us. So you started a project and got really carried away. Help us understand that. Yes. So initially, uh, even though I was studying molecular and cell biology, and I was really hoping to go to med school one day or do something at least involving research in the medical field. Uh, I was also vegan since the beginning of college and vegetarian uh, since being a pretty young kid. And so when I was at Cal, there is this class called the Alternative Meats Challenge Lab, a very Berkeley concept, I suppose. And I signed up for this class literally thinking that we would show up and like look at an impossible burger under a microscope, kind of figure out how it's made, be like, oh, that's cool. And then just eat a lot of vegan food. So that was 100% my motivation for signing up for that class. My co-founder someone who I did not know at the time, so my future co-founder, uh, she was finishing a PhD in plant and microbial biology and hoping to go more into the academia side. Uh, but the professor called her and asked her to take this alternative meats challenge class, her and a couple of other grad students, that they could provide some scientific uh, guidance to us undergrads and help us develop stronger projects. And so we were assigned to a school project working on the problem of dryness in plant-based meats. What we started doing was exploring the reasons for dryness in plant-based meat. Is it because there's a different kind of fat than animal meat? Is it because the protein is too astringent or too beany? Uh, does it just dry out more quickly? And what we found is that actually a lot of times plant-based meats will have a lot of oil in them and they'll have a lot of water in them. That's pretty similar to the content of animal meat. But when somebody cooks it, if they cook it the same way they make animal meat, then that oil and water is not bound very well to the structure. And so the product dries out more quickly Then it doesn't taste very good. So what we started doing was taking edible films and just physically wrapping plant-based meat and showing that if there is a physical barrier to moisture loss when you're cooking the product, at the end of the day, it tastes a little bit better. That was the very beginning of us exploring the plant-based meat space. We just got so excited about what we were doing and what we hopefully could do that we started working on Sundial the following summer. Wow, I love that. Sundial Foods developing an energy-efficient protein structuring method that allows for the creation of healthy, sustainable plant-based meats. Um, okay, you had not worked in the food industry before, let alone creating, like, I'll, I'll call it something new, right? This space is really developing right now. So how did you manage both of those? So you had this idea around a better way to make plant-based meats work, and then 
you also needed to figure out a way to package and like make a product out of it. So how did you navigate that? So to be honest, we were totally clueless at the beginning. Uh, Suwon and I both came from these backgrounds of we want to spend a very long time in school and then go on very set careers that are going to take us, you know, 20 years to accomplish. And neither of us ever thought that we would be entrepreneurs or would go into the entrepreneurial space at all. Uh, So when we started working on Sunday, and just kind of speaking to each other and realizing that this is really something we wanted to do together. uh, The first thing we did was go beg our professors for help. And so actually a lot of our initial help came from UC Berkeley and from the programs that they have there for entrepreneurship, uh, working with Berkeley Law to understand how to actually incorporate a company, how to protect IP and things like that. Uh, And then working with some of the other programs in order to figure out starting a company and also maintaining decent grades in class. Uh, But for learning how to start a food company, we were even more clueless because at least with our biology backgrounds, we kind of start this project, but getting a product to market was a totally different story. Uh, actually, very early on, we got connected with Nestle, and we ended up joining Nestle's R&D Accelerator in Switzerland, where they helped us go from our first bench-scale product to being on some grocery store shelves for about two months. So that was really our dramatic crash course education in the food industry. Wow, that's pretty awesome. And great that you had the network to lean on. So, um, okay, so you're developing product. When did it go from this whole you know, research and, I'll say, development project to creating something that was saleable? Uh, I would say that's still an ongoing process. So back in 2019, what Suwon and I were trying to develop was, you know, we'd started way back in school with this idea of using edible films to improve moisture content of plant-based meat. But that wasn't the only thing that edible films were doing. When we were cooking these plant-based meats, we started to realize that if you have two distinct layers of material, as you might expect, they'll cook in different ways and give you a different texture. So if a person bites through it, then they're going to have two distinct textures in their mouth. And actually, if you look at the animal meat eating experience, the majority of meat consumed in the U.S. uh, is not processed, which means it's more whole cut or from the animal. And that generally means that it has multiple different types of tissue in it that will create different texture experiences. So our whole idea was to go upstream and try and figure out how can we use plant materials to engineer these different tissue types? And then how can we one day combine those to create a cohesive product that if someone bites through it, if you took like a cross-section of our plant-based meat versus a cross-section of a whole cut of animal meat, we'd have those same layers of texture and the same organoleptic properties. Uh, So that was an idea where at the bench scale, late 2019, uh, about six months after starting to work together, we had a very basic idea for how we might do like a muscle structure, uh, just the muscle, nothing like fat or connective tissue. And then also a plant-based skin for doing a chicken drumstick. And so this first idea, we worked for almost a year just to get it in 40 Swiss grocery stores in collaboration with Nestle and do a first test, understand whether people thought this was a super weird idea or if it was something that they found appealing. Uh, And so that was really in Switzerland where we learned that for meeting of flexitarian consumers, uh, when they saw this product on the shelf, the main differentiator for them was that it had this plant-based skin on the outside, which was like the most visually different layer of tissue. Uh, and that that added to the initial appearance, but also to the cooking experience and the eating experience. So they really liked the product. Uh, and since then, we've been working on doing chicken wings for the U.S. market. Uh, we're still in a pilot phase with everything. We're still improving the product, but it is for sale at a few restaurants right now. That's really cool. And so what was the feedback like? Was it like all positive or was there mixed feedback? Or like, what did you learn when you started putting this in front of retailers and consumers? Uh, So when we first started putting this in front of consumers, very ironically, considering that we had started on a project uh, tackling dryness in plant-based meats, 
the main feedback we got was, wow, this skin is really good. That's so impressive. I haven't seen anything like this. Nice. The meat is so dry. And so people thought that the product was too uh, dry. And we spent a lot of time redoing the inner meat texture. This kind of like one industry standard process that's used to create a lot of plant-based meat products. Uh, it's called extrusion. And there are different forms of extrusions, different ways to make a product. But we wanted to skip extrusion entirely and use a different process, which we call the sundial process. And that's been a, a long time in development. So now when we have the product in restaurants in the U.S., uh, it's different than it was back in 2020. And we've been able to keep iterating it in stores, but we get very positive feedback still on the skin. And now much more positive feedback on the meat where we've created like this dense, stretchy fiber that's more similar to a chicken wing. Wow. Um, I mean, so much there. I bet we could probably spend an hour like with all the nuances of how the process works, right? I mean, and you know all the ins and out of it. It's so crazy. Um, okay, so testing, learning, uh, evolving. So how has the product evolved? And have you made it so it's not so dry? Like, what does it look like? Yeah, so at the moment, it's a chicken wing. It's the dromette. So it's not like a, a chicken wing flat, but it's basically a tiny drumstick. It looks drumstick. like one. You can go, by the way, for our listeners, sundialfoods.com. If you go there, like, it, it looks delicious. Like, you want to dip it in the Thank wing you. sauce. Like, it looks like you'd want to put that in like, wing sauce or honey mustard or something, you know? Well, that's definitely the hope. That's what we're going for. And so the product itself, uh, it has eight ingredients. Uh, the main ingredient is chickpeas. And it's got these two distinct textures to it. Uh, it's got the crispy skin, which is pretty high in fat and also protein. And so it gives you that really nice chicken skin experience, which sounds gross, but tastes really good. And then <laughs> right. uh, nobody the, wants to know that part. Right? It just looks good. Let's eat it. <laughs> right. The uh, inner muscle. So that part is the part that's mostly chickpeas. And what we've tried to do is create when you bite it, you kind of have this stretch and pull that's like the fibrous texture of chicken muscle. But you also have distinct muscle bundles of layers because if you eat a chicken wing, it's not just a solid block of protein, right? It kind of falls apart. Right. And so that's what I've been trying to recreate. Can I just say something here? Like, I, I hosted, like, I said earlier, 500 episodes. I've never had anyone describe, like, the experience of eating an element of food the way you do like it's so fascinating like you really that had doesn't to... sound positive exactly. <laughs> it's like oh my god i mean really i mean it would be really interesting to say describe eating this kind of food and like have you like anyway it would be a whole funny episode wouldn't it um <laughs> you didn't even know we talk about this did you jessica uh so cool okay so okay so you've got a good product now so do you continue to work on rolling that out and get it out into restaurants, food service, et cetera, or do you add to it? You know what I mean? It's other products. How, do, how are you thinking about that? Uh, trying to do both. I mean, the chicken wing is really, you know, football season is just starting. So really our focus right now is on getting the chicken wing to totally. more people. And hopefully by the time the Super Bowl rolls around, a lot of people will be able to find it somewhere near them. Uh, that's really our goal. But working on future products as well. We have a couple things in development that we're super excited about. It'll be sometime next year that you hear more. Oh my gosh! Well, you gotta come back, right, and tell us about those other things. I want, and when you do, yeah. I want you to describe you want me it to the same. Them, like... I want it exactly the same way. <laughs> we have created a replica for burgers. Have you ever been? Anyway, just kidding. <laughs> That'd be so cool. Um, this is so exciting. Okay, so how are you getting the word out? Great that you have product now. It actually looks good. Your website's awesome, by the way. How are you getting the word out to individuals, to retailers, to restaurants, etc.? I'm not going to lie, we're learning how to do that. We're both 
bio students, uh, a team of nine, and pretty much everybody who has joined the Sundial team in the past few years is also focused on the product development upskill. So we probably all talk about chicken wings in this very strange way and seriously need to work on our marketing. Right. Uh, but you can check us out on Instagram at Sundial Foods. Our goal is to keep working with uh, restaurant and food service partners right now focused on San Francisco Bay Area and also in New York City. And hopefully, especially with sports season to be really focused on like bars and pubs and maybe some stadiums too. I love that. Uh, okay, so I always love to ask our guests some of their biggest lessons learned. You've been at this now for about three plus years. By the way, for our listeners, three plus years, and they're just getting product rolled out. This is not something that happens overnight. Um, it's, I mean, and it's it, people that think this happens quickly. It takes time, right? Research, development, testing. You know, it's dry. It's not, you know, anyway. Um, talk about two or three things you've learned though as an entrepreneur, um, and, and share some of your lessons learned with our listening audience. I think the top thing I would recommend to any other entrepreneurs that people are considering entrepreneurship is you might think that you don't need to know a ton about the law, but you should really do your legal research and get a lawyer very early. That's definitely been the biggest learning for us. Uh, and the thing that we wish we'd spent more time on at the very beginning. Okay. So I can't let that go by without asking the reason why help our audience understand, like, why is it so important? Uh, I would say for everything there, just, you have, a dream and an idea and i think for most entrepreneurs at least definitely for us it's very much about we were very excited about the science behind the idea and on, also on building this product and future products and that's the fun part for sure and building the team that comes along with that as well uh, but there are so many things that just we don't want to get caught making mistakes on because it would really get in the way of being able to build that product and i think it's like just making sure that you're very up to date with all of your paperwork that you've done things like incorporate and file your IP in the correct manner. And they've got someone checking your taxes and it sounds super boring, but I think the biggest lesson we've learned is that it's worth it to take a lot of time for the boring stuff and make sure you get it right. Right. Everyone gets excited about the flash, the, the branding, the packaging, the right. I mean, it's oftentimes you forget about that. Um, is this, is I'm guessing this is refrigerated or a frozen product. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Got it. And then uh, I, you said co-founder. So I always love to ask this question too. Are, are there things that you are really good at or best at that your other founder is not? And you know, how do you guys divide up the work? Or are you both good at kind of everything? Like, how does that look for you guys? My co-founder is definitely the resident genius. Um, she's absolutely brilliant. So I kind of think the way that we've worked so well together for the past couple of years, I definitely couldn't have done any of this without her and think that she's the reason that I started a company or that we started a company. Uh, she's the kind of person who has a million ideas every single day. Uh, they're all really good ideas, but some of them are a hundred million miles away from chicken. Wings. And so <laughs> Got it. I often feel like she's just like the genius and she's the wellspring of knowledge and ideas. And I'm the one who's like, okay, but we have to, we have to go that way. And that's kind of how it works. That's good. That's a good balance. I love that. And I always love the answer. You, you get different answers to that to, from different people. Um, so fun talking to you. Your early days, you've got lots of growth in front of you, lots of opportunities, right? To leverage creative ideas and thoughts. And and uh, you're early, like I said, early days, you're just getting product out and the, it looks great. Like Anyway, I, I, I'm excited for you and, and where you guys are headed. Um, before we go, share with our audience where they can find you, connect with you, um, check out the product, etc. Please check out sundialfoods.com. You can also see the Find Us page on our website to see if it's any restaurants near you or coming to any restaurants near you. Also on Instagram, we keep that updated with different locations. So that it's Instagram at sundialfoods. Love it. Jessica, so great having you with us. You got to come back on down the road. I 
literally so fun to hear you describe food um, and what you are doing with it. And you got to come back on uh, as you launch new products. We'd love to hear about it and share with our audience. Thank you so much. I really hate to think about this, though. I'm not sure what I said. (laughs) It's awesome. So glad that you were here. Thanks. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional ContenderCast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderCast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.